Hello and welcome to episode 9 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky. I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes that object so scientifically interesting to astronomers. So let's go to the random number generator. The coordinates for this episode are 22 hours, 39 minutes, 34.3 seconds right ascension, and plus 37 degrees, 35 minutes, 34 seconds declination. These coordinates point to the star HD 214714 in the constellation Lacerta. As a side note, the constellation Lacerta was created in 1687 by the Polish astronomer Johannes Helvetius to try to make the empty space between Andromeda and Cygnus more interesting. He failed. Anyway, on to HD 214714. This actually seems like one of the types of stars that one of my co-workers at the Jodrell Bank Center for Astrophysics specializes in researching, so I thought it would actually be best to ask if he could provide a little bit more of a description of it. So here is Ian MacDonald. HD 214714 is a peculiar star. That's one of its official classifications. Lying around a thousand light years, or 330 parsecs away in the constellation Lacerta, the star doesn't look particularly peculiar to the eye, or even on photographs. At around 5,500 Kelvin, it's close to the temperature of the Sun, so it shines like any other brilliant yellow star. It's about 300 times brighter than the Sun, but that isn't unusual. Many other giant stars are brighter than this, but not many stars have this combination of temperature and luminosity. What makes it really peculiar, though, is its spectrum, which belies the composition of its atmosphere. It's a CH star, meaning it has an unusually high fraction of carbon. But, unlike conventional carbon stars, which we'll come to later, this carbon wasn't formed in the star. It comes from its dead twin. To find out why, we need to look at how binary stars interact, and what happens when a star dies. Stars don't die quietly. It's only a star's radiation pressure that stops it collapsing under the force of gravity. So as stars burn the hydrogen fuel into dense ash, they must burn it faster and faster to sustain themselves. Although this is a simplification, this makes them brighter and swollen, and they expand to become red giant stars. In massive stars, gravity wins. They simply run out of fuel and collapse, creating a supernova explosion. In less massive stars, radiation pressure wins and the atmosphere is blown off into space as stellar winds, forming a planetary nebula and exposing the star's dying core as a white dwarf. In these less massive stars, anything below about eight times the mass of the Sun, a star's thermonuclear engine doesn't cut out smoothly, but coughs and splutters as it's forced to burn its final ash-laden fuel. Each cough, or thermonuclear pulse, is effectively a huge nuclear explosion, which can output in a second as much energy as the Sun produces in a year. This explosion is mostly contained within the star, but it mixes the interior of the star together, 
bringing nuclear fallout from the core of the star to the surface. For stars below about five times the mass of the Sun, that nuclear debris is mostly carbon. After hydrogen, helium and oxygen, carbon is the most abundant element in the universe. Like oxygen, carbon can bond to a wide variety of other elements, and if enough carbon is dredged up from the stellar core, it will turn the oxygen-based chemistry into a carbon-based chemistry, and a carbon star will be formed. HD 214714 will undergo this process in the future, but it's not quite there yet. It's not yet bright enough to be undergoing this phase. It's also remarkably warm for a star of this brightness, so we know it's taken an unusual evolutionary path. The easiest way to explain this is if HD 214714 is not alone. When the Sun becomes a red giant, it will swallow Mercury and Venus whole. We're still not sure whether the Earth will survive this process or not. However, if the star is being orbited by another star, it can't simply swallow it whole without getting some seriously stellar indigestion. Two stars can indeed merge through this process, but what normally happens is that the tides of the stars keep them apart, allowing them to orbit each other, even if this means one star exists partly inside the other. This is known as a common envelope system, where two stars are physically touching each other and sharing their atmosphere, and it happens more commonly than you might think. So it could be that HD 214714 was once orbited by a more massive star that shared its envelope with HD 214714 before dying and becoming a white dwarf companion to the star that would now be invisible. But the carbon-laden winds of dying stars can also be funneled onto orbiting companions through the companion's gravity. So it's possible that HD 214714 simply went around hoovering up the wind emitted by its twin as it died. Whatever the mechanism by which its twin enriched HD 214714, it left an atmosphere with a peculiar composition. Like other CH stars, HD 214714 is rich in heavy elements too. These include many metals that are rare on Earth, including yttrium, praseodymium, neodymium, and samarium. These are slow neutron capture process elements, or S process elements for short. They're formed when a light element, in this case carbon 13, gets bombarded with high-velocity neutrons. These get stuck in carbon nuclei in an unstable fashion and decay into protons. As astrophysicists, we're taught that elements heavier than iron typically form in supernovae, but this only produces about half of the elements heavier than iron, the so-called rapid or R-process elements. The S-process elements, the other half, form during this thermonuclear sputtering during the death of intermediate mass stars. The pollution that HD 214714 received from its dead twin preserves this chemical signature, allowing us to see it today in all its peculiar glory. And that was Ian MacDonald. The location on the Earth's surface that corresponds to the position of HD 214714 in the sky is a place about one-third of the distance from the Azores Islands to Portugal. While this location is not associated with any interesting land masses or any interesting underwater features, it is probably a location traveled by a lot of ships going between continental Europe and the Azores. I myself like to imagine that a lot of cruise ships are passing through this area, transporting people from Lisbon to the islands so that they can hike among the verdant volcanic mountains, bathe in the hot springs, or sample some of the wine from the local vineyards. 
This message is brought to you by the Southampton Tropical and Mediterranean Cruise Company at southamptontropicalmediterraneancruise.co.uk. Use the code RANDOMASTRONOMICALOBJECT, all is one word, to get a 10% discount on the drinks package on any cruise booked before January 2020. If you enjoy associating cruise ships with carbon-rich stars, you can visit the website for this podcast at www.randomastronomicalobjects.com. You can download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those objects, and send me random feedback from the website. My special guest this week was Dr. Ian McDonald. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de, which is distributed by filmmusic.io under a CC 4.0 attribution license. The sound effects are from the Freesound project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening. 